Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Peyton and, and, and today um, we're going to be speaking about Crohn's disease and autism. Um, it's going it's to be a, a really nice conversation, so thank you Peyton um, for joining me today. Hi Mason, I'm glad to be on here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a fun uh, Peyton. So just to start off with, if you could uh, maybe uh, like introduce yourself a little bit. Well, my name's Peyton Columbus. I'm from the United States. Um, I've had autism all my life, but I've only had Crohn's since I was in 10th grade, which probably was 2015 or 2014. Okay. And do you find like, um, because with autism and Crohn's, it's, um, it's a bit, um, that 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 they're, they're, they're completely like they're not the same, are they? Like, like um. But do 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 you find maybe your autism may affect your Crohn's? Well, how do I put this? From what I've seen, both autism and Crohn's are on spectrums in severity, yeah. and really, there hasn't been much from my autism that's affected my Crohn's. Although sometimes, you know if one of my autism sensibilities touch or sound is upset, it does give me some stress, but I don't think there's a correlation between that and the Crohn's. Okay. You know, even though um, my Crohn's is significantly more uh, mild when compared with others, it still can definitely be a challenge but I would say for sure I'm grateful to not have had to deal with anything truly extremely severe since I first got it. Yeah, yeah, because I um like I, I was the same. I, I've never enough had autism quite like a long time. I had it when I was nine. I got diagnosed, and like um I got diagnosed with Crohn's when I, in 2017. So I would have been 16 at the time, turning 17. So, so yeah, like, do, 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 do you find with, like, Crohn's, it is hard to speak about it to other people? Well, if I'm honest with you, Mason, I rarely talk about it. You know, you've okay. seen my posts on Facebook. I yeah. never post about my yeah. illness. I've never been the kind of person who wants to throw a pity party. I've never been the kind of person to say, oh, poor you, I feel so sorry for your illness, blah, blah, blah. I've never really wanted to attract that kind of pity or, you know, over sympathy or anything like that. And whenever I have a procedure, like a colonoscopy, an infusion of a med, whatever, my parents always say, great job, Peyton, you're so brave, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just doing what's necessary for my health. That's not exactly something that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I completely understand you, Peyton, because I suppose you don't have to if you don't want to. It's completely your choice. Like, um, it's everyone's choice if they want to speak about it or they don't. Like, um, like, like um, yeah, like, it, I completely understand, like, your, your, your reasons for doing that. <coughs> sorry yeah um and like when like like with your crimes like would you say how, how would you say you're, you're you're doing at the moment with that well i would say i'm doing okay although um I don't, i'm not sure if this is a coincidence but like right before covid started 
I started having some Crohn's issues. I think I might've had like a small flare that, but there was like no pain. And I've had to switch meds twice in between when COVID started. And now, and I'm currently working on my next uh, medication, you know? So I've been in the middle of having some Crohn's problems for a while. But when I say like my symptoms are significantly more mild than others, you know, what I'm going through right now has had little to no impact on my daily life. I can still function like it's not, you know, happening. It's just a, you know, reasonably uh, medium level of inconvenience that I'm working on. But I will say, though, one thing is back before COVID started, before this flare started, I was about 100 pounds heavier than I am now and had a significantly larger amount of acne. And I didn't shave my face at all before that, but you know, the problems that I had for a while kept me from eating as much as I normally do. Plus I got off this one med that I shouldn't have been taking in the first place that was causing some of my problems. And after that, I rapidly started losing weight and started losing acne. So, that's why I decided to start shaving, you know, yeah. look yeah. better with lost weight, look better with no acne. Why not make my face look better? Yeah. Yeah. I think like with, with acne's, I think apart, it is, it's, it's annoying acne. Um, and like, I, like, I think that, that, that was part of one of the reasons I thought, I, I kind of think I, I got Crohn's in the first place was because I, I get quite a lot of spots. And I, I had crane. Um, I think that, that there's one on my face, and I I, I, wanted, I had crane for it. And on the on the cream, it says something about IBD, and um, like I didn't know what IBD was at the time, so I just took it. And then I, I eventually did get diagnosed. Um, probably a couple of months later. So I don't know. We all have our theories about how we could have Crohn's disease, but I think that, that, that's mine. So Mason, um, would you like me to tell the story of how my Crohn's journey uh, started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I was in 10th grade, there was just this one evening where my stomach was in absolutely intense, like, pain. It felt like there was some sort of apocalyptic level uh, storm going on inside me, like a full hurricane, typhoon, tsunami, whatever, going on inside my stomach. I couldn't eat like at all. I could barely even drink water. My mouth was in pain. My throat was in pain. You know, I couldn't even get off the, you know, couch. My butt had basically been turned into a chocolate fountain. You know, it was just one of the absolute worst time periods of my life, you know, and the, I went to a special dentist who said that the problems in my mouth were some condition called drush. And I ended up spending two weeks in the hospital, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So they just sent me home. I then went back to high school for only one day and then right back with the symptoms. And then not too long after that, back in the hospital again. And this time, It was a different group of doctors, different group of nurses, and they finally said, okay, let's get him a colonoscopy, and they gave me one, and they're like, you got Crohn's disease, and I'm fortunate that I haven't had to deal 
with anything of that severity since then. I'm definitely very grateful for it. I've only had one flare since, which was the flare after I got sick for the first time where I had any pain. You know, I consider myself very, very fortunate to, you know, have had the severity actually go down from when I first got it. Yeah, it's 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 like it, it's a, like I understand like with the weight because like like during the year of twenty seventeen, I noticed a like massive weight loss I had, and eventually I I did like um I got it back eventually like because well, I was in a, I was in a big flare where I couldn't eat anything, um I couldn't I, I every time I ate something I was in pain or I was full, so um. I, I was put on these liquid drinks, which I didn't like either. So I wasn't really winning <laughs> either way. But um, eventually, I did have a, a Kono lostopy to get diagnosed. And since then, I have been in, a, in another flare. But it's not like a, a painful flare. It's like a flare where like all my Crohn's levels were quite out of range. And then I had a sigmoid ostopy to see what was going wrong. And then um, and it was... It was a little flare, it's just because I, I I sometimes get quite a lot of blood in my stools, like when you go to the toilet sometimes. And I've seen that before too, in mine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the first time isn't 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 nice, and then I suppose you get used to it, <laughs> but um, it's not something you kind of want to get used to. Honestly, like it doesn't even phase me anymore at this point. I've just seen it so much. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the normal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but yeah like because um a year, like a year or two after I, I was diagnosed I, I was doing okay I decided to go on holiday to to Scotland in Edinburgh and I um I went there and went to I needed a toilet um I needed a toilet um and I um I went and, and then and then I saw blood and I, I was quite upset because I, I thought I was doing okay and then all of a sudden, it hits you like Crohn's does. So I look out the blue sometimes. You know, that reminds me, like, when I say that I have mild symptoms, you know, like, I don't have to use the toilet, you know, multiple times a day, once or twice, you know, at the most. You know, and even though, you know, sometimes I have a reduced appetite, you know, it's still... Like it's I, I don't eat anywhere new like I used to. Yeah. Yeah, like do you do, do you have to like avoid like um like food and, and stuff? Um no, I'm very fortunate that I don't have to restrict my diet. Okay. But that, that it, it's good. Because you don't really want to do that. <laughs> How about you? Like I um uh, like because I was struggling eating that year um, I was struggling eating different things and kind of lived on chicken for a while and um, eventually I, I was able to get back to eating things I can so I haven't had that, that, that kind of pain I did um, when I had that bad flare so like now I'm, I'm kind of free what I can eat but I can't I can't I try to stay away from spicy foods and caffeine I can't have caffeine um, like drinks or anything like that. 
I've tried to cut back on how much soda I drink. I've tried to cut back on my caffeine intake personally. It's not always easy. No. <laughs> and I, I just flat out don't really like spicy food. That's never really been my thing. Yeah. I, I, I liked it before I had a false diagnosis with Crohn's. I wouldn't have it all the time, but I, I did. I did like it, like like a nice hot curry or something like that. Um, but um, but now I'm not that fussed that I don't have it as much like the spicy foods. So all right, it's it's one thing I'm okay with. Like um, like with caffeine, I still drink the same drinks. I, I would. I just have them in decaf. So for me, they don't taste any different, really. So Mason, when did you start your Crohn's journey what was it like when you first got it um it was pretty tricky because um after the the, the colonoscopy I got told I had Crohn's and I don't know what it was and I, I didn't know anyone else had it either so um they told me it was rare it was, it was really rare and then and they said that to me and I thought it's, it's rare does that mean not many people in the world have this um is it like a quick fix did you did is it like some sort of Cure yeah. or something like that, and then and then I find out no, there's no no cure. You just go on medications and 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 all sort of treatments that you can go on to like reduce symptoms and stuff. But but yeah, I think the hardest part uh, up to now is that um is that um with like um getting diagnosed. I think uh, yeah, is, it, it yeah. as I said, it took a while for me to get. Uh, diagnosed and speaking of rare so I have the type of Crohn's disease that um, primarily affects the upper GI tract like you know the esophagus and that was the explanation for why there was so much pain with anything even water going down my throat when I first got it and they told me that this form of Crohn's disease is rare enough that I was only the second diagnosed case in the entire history of the hospital I got diagnosed at. And this was like the best children's hospital in the United States. One of the oldest, best children's hospitals in the country. Okay. And currently I'm doing Intivio and I have to get you know, that medication at, you know, an infusion center at my uh, current GI doctor's uh, office. Yeah. And so I often end up sharing the room with other patients who are doing things like Remicade. And I asked some of the other people I've interacted with there, you know, what have things been like for you? What medications have you tried? What hasn't worked? What has worked for you? And that's when I say I think Crohn's is a spectrum because medications work differently for different people. Different people have different needs regarding this. This, The same way that, you know, no two people with autism have the same sensitivities. No two people with autism live the same lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think think when I was diagnosed with autism, I I didn't talk about anyone. Like, I am... I didn't really like accept having it. I, I suppose at first, I um, I didn't want to talk about it, so I, I kind of embarrassed a little bit about having autism. So um, I'd think like, I'm just a, a, a dumb person, really, that that has a autism. 
I have um, Asperger's and attention deficit disorder. Okay. How about you? I have um, like low functioning autism. So um, uh, like it, autism affects me in the ways like, you know, when like, um, I, I, I like my personal space, that's one. Um, I don't like, um, like if you're eating next to someone and they make real uh, racket eating or, or like if they're having to plate in there, they're bashing their, the forks up and down. I, I don't like that. I, so I'm quite sensory. So uh, I'm a I autism. understand how that feels. Like for me, you know, I do my best to avoid um, dogs in particular because their barking upsets my sound sensitivities. And like it's, I mean, I, I know pretty much no one likes nails on a chalkboard, but like that and also the sound of silverware scraping on pretty much anything also really upsets my sound sensitivities. Yeah. Yeah, I think like like, 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 like with like, like people eating making that loud noise, it kind of reminds me of, of the, 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 horrid, the horrid scratch on, on a, a black chalkboard. <laughs> Which, yeah. It's um, not nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 the thing is, if some people know you don't like that, they'll that they'll sometimes do it more just to wind you up. And, and oh, that's you, happened yeah. before. Like yeah. blowing my nose used to be one of the. I mean, people blowing their noses used to be one of the main things that upset my sound sensitivity. So my main bully in high school would blow his nose in my ear, yeah. knowing it upset me. And. That's, that's, that's not nice but uh but yeah like i suppose like another thing i wouldn't ask for help in, in, in school uh like none other people know a bit maybe i doing i know what they're doing and i just don't want to ask so because i'll get asked like different questions i don't want to answer them so and confidence was a, a thing as well where i wasn't that confident um in my younger years I've always felt bad that, you know, my sound sensitivity has made me averse to dogs because, you know, if that makes someone happy, it makes them happy. I've never been the kind of person who wants to be angry at someone for doing something they enjoy, you know, whether it's spending time with an animal or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 is it just dogs or is it like, 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 uh, like 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 is it like anything that, anything in the zoo as well like animals um cats meowing and birds chirping are up there too i have trouble you know being able to hear animal noises most animal noises but i've always felt bad about that yeah yeah i suppose we can't help what we uh what, what find us what what is a uh, quite annoying i i don't enjoy having those sensitivities you know honestly yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just I think part of being like sensory as well, like like just the different noises that are annoying and and like um like touching as well can be one where you don't like to get to, to get touched or like uh, like just want to be maybe left alone from other well, for people. me. For me, I'm extremely, extremely extroverted, and I love hugs. I love being hugged. 
But when it comes to my touch sensitivities, I think like the only things that I really can't stand are really anything but my own hands and glasses. I can't stand most things. I don't want touching my face, touching my face. I'm very selective about what touches my face. Okay. Yeah, because, um, but yeah, it, like autism is, uh, um, I, like people talk about it as well, like, um, like, 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 like if they want, like, like, um, well, that I do talk about more than my Crohn's disease, okay. um, because I don't know why I talk about it more than my Crohn's, but I just don't want to ever feel like I'm throwing some kind of pity party or asking for sympathy, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've always said that about my Crohn's and autism. I don't want people to feel like it's sorry for me for having this. Um, I know, like, I, I choose to raise awareness because I enjoy it and like doing a podcast as well has been it's been nice especially during during COVID times and under and different lockdowns and staying in it quite a bit it's kind of been a hobby of mine so to, to talking to you to talking to the different people it's it, it's nice and like just face to face as well it, it's great completely understandable my friend I personally enjoy uh, playing video games and um, going to sporting events. I greatly enjoy meeting sports mascots um, mm -hmm. as a hobby, that and playing video games. And I also enjoy watching documentaries. I've been studying history since I was able to set it up on my own. I'm not entirely sure looking back on it, how that became one of my hobbies, but you know, I find history fascinating. Yeah. I, um, what, like, like, like you said, you like, um, like, like, like playing games. What, 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 what games do you like to play? Um, I mainly play um, open world and real-time strategy games. My favorite video games are Skyrim, um, Detroit Become Human, and Hearts of Iron 4. I, I, I played um, D, D, Detroit Become Human. It's, it's, it's a great game. You like that game too? Yeah, yeah I, I've played it before. I've played it a couple of times because it sort of it happens a lot of your choices, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I liked about the game is it's like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do like those sort of games, right? Like, like, like um, you choose what happens and stuff. That's true. Yeah, and like um, I do hope they make a, a second game to that though. Like, like uh, maybe I just oh, I hope they make a sequel too. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite sports team, Mason? Um, like in in in, in football, because I think it's a bit uh different to the to uh, like America, like for football wise. Um, yes, you're uh, talking about soccer here in the United yeah. States. Yeah, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, we call it football. You call it soccer. <laughs> um, but my, I do. My team would be um, Manchester United in in like um, like the Barclays Premier League, like the the top league in England. Which uh, my favorite English team is Manchester United. I like Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. Um, here in America, I'm actually a very devoted hockey fan. And my favorite team by far is the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Um, in America, we do have 
obviously we do have our own soccer leagues and um, I would say I'm a fan of the local soccer team, the Pittsburgh River Hounds. Okay. Yeah. Like I think like like um with American teams, I don't have much I don't know much about because I, I follow the English teams. But um it's very interesting to hear about all, all like I know America's good for basketball as well. Yes, um, although basketball is not as popular as American football, hockey, or baseball, but, you know, between the big three sports, there's obviously a different culture around how people behave, you know, at certain sporting events, like, you know, at hockey and baseball games, you'll often see a lot more families and children than you would at an American football game. Yeah. Yeah, like like football is quite a, a big thing over here. Like um, like like uh, especially with, with like people going to the games and, and going to the the, 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 the the all the different grounds, and uh, it's up there with probably you have rugby um up here um like not as much hockey. Well, I don't I sort of see the hockey more in the Olympic games. Um. Like, there uh, are uh, amateur rugby teams uh, here in America, in most places. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been to a rugby match. I've like, I don't. Um, I love watching it on telly. I, I, I don't. I don't have much knowledge about the team, but I watch it if England are on or something. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So, when you first got Crohn's, like, where did it affect you the most? inside your body did they tell you it, it affected me in my stomach really like um it was like a shooty burning burning pain in my stomach it was and um because i was a lot a lot lost a real a lot, a lot of weight i looked like um really really skinny i got and it, it wasn't it wasn't nice but um but yeah it was a burning feeling in my stomach and it happened for a while i still went to, into school sometimes because i, I know i was going to catch up anyway um, I ended up, yeah. you know, catching up on the school year um, at home after I got sick and after I was discharged uh, from the hospital. Yeah. Um, what was I about to say? My esophagus <clears throat> had it pretty severe. Okay. My esophagus is what I think had it the worst. But I do know that obviously there was some of it in my colon, and I do think there was some of it in my rectum as well. Mm. But I mean, like, I think the rare part about it for me was how badly, if at all, it affected my esophagus. As I said, you know, I couldn't eat or drink water. It was like my mouth was on fire every time I tried to put anything in it. Mm. The doctor had to prescribe me this awful tasting mouthwash that would numb my mouth enough to allow me to bite down on anything without an excruciating amount of pain and even then it didn't always work yeah yeah like i've actually got um something called patchy pans where that is i have like ulcerative and chrome disease so i don't and it's the worst form of like, I think I've, I've told you it's the worst form that I can get. So I wasn't too happy about that when they said that to me. 
<laughs> but um, I never yeah. really learned the difference between ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. I never really knew what the difference between those two illnesses was. Yeah, I think with ulcerative colitis, it does affect your colon quite a lot, and with Crohn's, it can affect your up to your mouth to like, like to, to to your to, to the bottom. But um, yeah, that's understandable, Mason. Yeah. So. Any other video games you like besides Detroit? Um, I, I like recently I've been playing like Assassin's Creed games. Like I've I've gotten to them, which um I've been I I, I like action games for me. I, I I like I'll play, but I don't like that. I don't really play like any of the Call of Duty games or anything like that. So I I'll play any sort of action games. I don't really play Call of Duty anywhere near as much as I used to. One of my favorite game series is, is Total War. It's a real-time uh, strategy game series. Have you ever played that? No, no, I haven't actually heard of it before. Um, well, in Empire Total War, you can play as uh, England. Okay. And you can also play as America. And in the America campaign, the first thing I did was build up three giant armies and invade the UK. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, like, it's all sort of good games out there to, to get to know, like, like, um, there, there's another one called, um, like, uh, 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 like, um, like, 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 they're good. Oh, what's it called? Um, it's called, well, like, I, I've actually got a game called, um, Doctor Who. I got Doctor Who games, I, I like Doctor Who. Uh, so I, I played that and it's quite good. Like it, I suppose it's annoying when you play a game and they're not as, they're not that long and then then some of the games are. So yeah, like when you get into the game, you kind of suppose don't want it to end and then and, and then it has to at some point. <laughs> I I don't really know all that much about Doctor Who. It's not as big in America as it is over there. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the term Dalek. Who isn't that a robot? Yeah, it's it's like a like a, a monster in Doctor Who, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like it's uh, it's like that's one of my hobbies. I, I like football, Doctor Who, watching different things. Um, well, would like to do much more and in, in, in like twenty twenty two as well. Which, uh, oh yeah, me yeah. me too. I uh. I'd like to travel significantly more than I do. You know, I want to visit, you know, a lot of sporting events, you know, hockey, American football, baseball, all over the country. And eventually I'd like to travel abroad. Yeah. I would love to try someday authentic fish and chips over there in the UK. Yeah, yeah well, we do. do. I do like the, 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 the good food in the UK um, to have. I love fish and chips. Yeah, I, I, I do too. It's been like fish and chips. I haven't had them for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, like if I go to the fish and chip shop, I'll normally get um a, a sausage and chips. I won't normally get fish. I do like fish, but I normally get that. I put I get curry sauce as well. I like I like the curry sauce. Um, and then and then a nice portion of chips. You know, speaking of that, so like when I first got out of the hospital. They handed me this 
list of foods that I was supposed to avoid, at least, you know, for a while. And I've always been a unhealthy junk food eater. I've always loved just, you know, junk food, fried food, etc. And on that list was, you know, almost entirely, you know, vegetables, fruits, other really healthy things. And I'm like, I get a free pass, to just eat junk food. Yeah. Yeah. Although my stomach has evolved to tolerate it though, you know, non-junk food food. Yeah. Yeah. I I was the same where like as soon as I my kind of lost the pee, I uh got given toast and uh I think a a cup of coffee and I was excited for that because when you have these kind of lost the feeds you can't eat for a certain amount of vows and um especially uh, and and drink as well if you're having so like um I've said we have a sedation over here in the UK for for, for, for different kind of procedures so um we we do that and like like it, it's, it's, it is really nice a good feeling when like you don't have pain you, you can just eat and be, be okay you know for my first two colonoscopies they put a mask over my face that like gas was pumped into to make me fall asleep and then the next two times I did it, they used propofol through an IV. And when they told me they were going to use propofol, at first I was pretty apprehensive because I heard that was the drug that uh, caused Michael Jackson to die. Okay. And the anesthesiologist, my grandma, my dad, they're all like, uh, Peyton, Michael Jackson took enough propofol to kill an elephant. He was, you know, not using the drug uh properly you know the amount that like they used with me was barely even you know not really that much at all they only needed me out for like half an hour to do the procedure okay yeah it's uh it's it's tough having like like all these different things with crones and but uh but yeah we we get there we do what we can to uh to keep healthy We'll try and keep oh answering. yeah you know the big i think one of the biggest challenges though for me is i'm not scared of needles but mm. i have really bad veins so i've often had to say can you please give me anything to numb my arms before you put the iv in yeah yeah i um like i've uh like like I, I, I never used to like needles when i was younger because um well, I remember once when I was young, I had a blood test. I kept moving because I was, uh, and then the blood would go squirting everywhere <laughs> in the room. And, and like, um, that doesn't sound like they did it properly. No, no, they didn't. They, they had to call me back again. And like, uh, at that time, I didn't like anything. I didn't like blood tests and stuff. And then as time goes on, as time with Crohn's goes on, at first I had an ice pack. Like, like like the ice ice that that a uh, little bit numbs your arm when you have like a blood test and then also I, I thought nah I, I I just want it done now I don't really feel it anymore I don't think about it. I just talk to the the people who, who are doing it because I know near enough the whole nurse team in my hospital <laughs> because I go quite a lot um so I say we just have a little catch up say hey how you doing <laughs> because of, well probably know each other quite well so they know when I'm there but. But uh, I find that quite funny. <laughs> so, Mason, what part of the United Kingdom are you from? Um, I'm not that far from London, 
about an hour on or so. Um, but I, I don't live. I don't go to London much. Like it, it's weird. Like you live in the in the UK in England, and you don't go to London that much. <laughs> but um, the last time I went actually was on my I think it was my 18th birthday, like year before COVID hit hit us, um, and I went to the Shard for for, for my birthday in London, and 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 that, and that was quite fun. Very expensive in the Shard, though. I didn't eat in there because it was too expensive. <laughs> but um, it was quite cool to have a little VR experience in there, where where you would go go around, um, like like it's like you're you're going around at the top the the, the the top of the Shard outside as well, where you're really not. Yeah, it's quite cool the Shard. Have a a, a nice drink in there. It's, it's nice, like like alcohol with Crohn's as well can be. Difficult. Yeah, I don't drink at all. I do not drink alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried it, you know, after I turned 21, you know, tried different kinds of it. And it was one of the most awful tasting things I've ever had the displeasure of putting in my mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> no, drinking is definitely not for me. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It, 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 it's probably good that you don't because it does cause havoc sometimes with Crohn's and and your health, so it's probably it's probably a, a good choice there you made. <laughs> um, what was I about to say? I live in a small town, um, in western Pennsylvania, right on the border with um Ohio. Okay. Yeah, but um, with um, like with alcohol, for me, I don't um, I don't drink. Well, I drink at special occasions, like it was my birthday or. Or, or Christmas or, or or New Year, like like I have maybe like like a it's it's more for like I don't have it all the time because it's not especially if you're in a flare it's best to stay off it. If I'm in a good place maybe for a while, uh, and uh, a special occasion is coming up, uh, I might have a one, but uh, it's not something that um I don't enjoy every single alcohol. I just drink. I go to the ones. That I'm used to, like, and uh, and quite good for you, I suppose. I know alcohol's not good for you, but but some are not as bad as others. I've tried beer, whiskey, tequila, uh, vodka, and it all just tasted absolutely awful. Like mm-hmm. the first time I tried whiskey, you know, it was it was like I knew how people who did the cinnamon challenge felt. I was coughing, wheezing, my throat was on fire. You know, I regretted even taking a sip of that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. Like, it's, it's not good either because, it, uh, and we think about drinking alcohol, if you drink lots of it, you uh, you forget things uh, like. You can die. Yeah, you can. But, like, is it? Like it's very important that you know how much you've drunk because if you drunk too much, you could be you're, you're sick. I um I I I always know like like um when like how much I've drunk it it's not enough to have a hangover I wouldn't have said I've never experienced a hangover before but um which is a good thing but, yeah do you uh do you have a Steam account Mason I do I do have a Steam account actually nice um, but I don't use it much I've got a few games. But uh, the thing is, because I I normally play my games on PlayStation, and um, I have like I got myself a gaming computer, which I'm talking to you on now, 
which I use for the podcast mainly. And the reason I don't go on Steam because I don't have many people to play with on there because I'm all quite new to like the like PC gaming and everything. I mean, I mainly play single player games as mm. well. I've never really been big into multiplayer games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for example, I play like FIFA, like, like you play against it. Yeah play against people like like football uh, like fifa like games are, are quite entertaining like when you win <laughs> like, like all games when you win i i prefer to play sports games on my game consoles i've never really enjoyed uh pc sports games i did have uh fifa on um an xbox uh a long time ago and I think my record for most goals I scored in one game was like eleven. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like like I like with people and playing FIFA. You have to like like with any game you have to practice to do really good at, at playing something. That's true. How do you feel about FC Barcelona? Um, but I don't know. Um, I. I but actually, before COVID, I was um, due to go on holiday, um, mm-hmm. like um, 2020 it was, um, booked to go to Barcelona in Spain. And I I, I was getting really excited for it because Barcelona are one of the probably top clubs in the world, um, like with stadiums as well, probably massive and the place as well. And... I was excited to go and then all of a sudden couldn't go because of COVID and it's probably best not to go as well. And like, um, it was locked down at the time, I think. You know, for my birthday this year, I wanted to uh, go to Texas for like three days um, with my mom. But, you know, my mom's like, it's not safe because COVID. So I ended up taking a road trip Um with a few friends over to a college football game instead. Yeah. When I go on vacation or holiday, I I enjoy going back to my home state of um, Arizona. I also enjoy going to uh, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I think in America, like with all the different states, there's like like because it's different over in the UK. We don't have states; we have like cities and towns. Um, but like in America, like I speak to different people in America, and like one person is like a different time to another uh, place and time. Which is, like maybe for you, if you're talking to a friend that you know in another state, they could be they could be asleep and you could be waking up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the mainland United States, I think there's really only like, you know, like I live across the country from Arizona and the most time difference I've had with there's three hours, like I'm three hours ahead, except in daylight savings. I think that's how it works. Okay. But yeah, like, like it's, it's crazy with all, like, like with all the different time zones around the world. It is interesting if you think about it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like, at the moment, it's it's probably coming up soon to six o'clock over here and it, it's probably a bit earlier for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm not sure what time it is. Yeah, it's 12.53 here. Um, yeah. What was I about to say? 
So how was your day, my friend? How was your day? Yeah, day's been pretty, pretty good. Like, we've been quite busy today. Um, but like, uh, it gets quite dark now. Uh, <laughs> this time of year, I, 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 I'm here. here in Pennsylvania, it gets pitch black out at like 4.30 p.m. to 5. And yeah. in the winter, you know, sometimes you can't even leave your house after it gets dark out because there's snow and ice on the roads. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Like it's not like there's snow in the UK, but it hasn't been well where I am yet. Which uh, I don't mind the snow. It's like it's cold. <laughs> that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Like, how's your day been, um, Peyton? Well, I had set an alarm, but I slept through it. I end up waking up just in time to get myself dressed to get ready to uh do this podcast with you yeah yeah it's uh like i like like on, on days on, on sometimes i don't have to be up like like bright and early i will have my, a little bit of a laying uh, like, uh, uh, like because and then, and then when you do that you start quite late don't you like if you're waking up quite late you start quite late like in the morning of the next day yeah, I, I I sleep a lot, and I do think proper sleep can help uh can help Crohn's because you got to keep your body healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Like like because fatigue is a massive thing for for Crohn's as well, isn't it? Like you get quite tired sometimes. And, um, like fatigue, I, stress, yeah. neither of those are good for Crohn's. No, stress isn't. Like everyone gets stressed if you have Crohn's or not. So it's a uh, it's not nice stress. Not at all, my friend. You know, like the mental impact of Crohn's disease is something that, you know, should really be discussed more than it is because, you know, there are times where, you know, you just feel frustrated, almost like you want to lose hope. Yeah. And it's, it's not fun living with this mentally sometimes. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not nice, is it? No, not at all. Yeah, it could be hard having both of them as well. Because uh, I, I remember fatigue before having Crohn's, and it, it, it was definitely not as bad as when you have Crohn's. One thing, though, is like I'm terrified, absolutely petrified of you know, having to have an ostomy or having to have, you know, one of those surgeries to have a large section of my gut removed. I'm absolutely terrified of that. Yeah, it can't can, can be quite scary. Like, um, have you not had like, any surgery before? No, I haven't, thank God. Just just the colonoscopy and endoscopies. Yeah, and like, do you take like anything for your chronic like, like medication Yes, as I said, I'm uh, on Antibio, which is oh, yeah, like an infusion, infused uh, drug. Okay. Um, after I got diagnosed, they put me on methotrexate. After that stopped working, I did Humira. And then that stopped working. And I and then Stelera just didn't do anything for me at all. And now I'm on Antibio. Yeah, okay. I, I take, I never had surgery for my Crohn's either. 
don't have a stone mover. And and I like I'm the same. I talked to all different people that have them, and and um, that that they say they've changed it's changed their life. It's helped. Like for me, as probably for most people, probably be a last resort. Um, like if none of the medication I take has worked, or I can't stay in remission for like a long period of time, which I'd say I have in the past. Um, which is which is good because it's quite hard to get into remission with with crimes. But, but yeah, I was on remission in Humira for a long um, time, and it was very disappointing for me when Humira just stopped working. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm actually on. I take Humira at the moment, and I've been on that about about a year and a half now. So it's, it works quite well for me. I I wasn't in infusions beforehand. I was on infliximab. Um, and had a reaction to that. I was on it a year, had a reaction. That was the first kind of medication I'm on. But other than that, I take, at the moment, I take Chimera with Ozopiaprin. Um, I take B12 and vitamin D to help fatigue as well. So I mean, I, I take yeah. vitamins daily as well. Yeah. And my problem with the Humera that I had before it stopped working was the shot itself was very painful for a long time. Yeah, I think I think I think it's 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 different. It's changed now. I think where it was just a painful one. Like uh, I think people would say it's like a wasp or bee sting, which um which I, I I can actually say if it is like it because I've had both. I got stung by a wasp and bee in the past, so um I I know that pain, but um but so just like a searing pain in the general area where this yeah. thing happened. Yeah, yeah, like I got stung actually last year. Um, but I think it was a, I think it was a bee or wasp. It's hard to tell sometimes, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a bee. And I, I was walking on the path because of COVID, keeping your distance. One person was walking down the path, and they would have been quite near to me. So I walked on a bit of the grass, and then I, I thought I saw someone touch my. I was like. You can't believe it. It was like a sunflower on my foot. <laughs> so um, I get stung by a wasp or, or bee. Bee. I, I'm pretty sure it's a bee. <laughs> but um, I... but yeah, that happened. And then I uh, I limped. I couldn't walk. And I was with two of my friends at the time, and, and, and they couldn't touch me because of COVID. So um, I, I was on my own. I, I was I was waiting for mum to pick me up by the side of the tree, and <laughs> was like wasps and bees. And at that time of year it was. It was uh, pretty, I had an ice pack on me, and lucky enough, because um, it can be very serious, uh, a sting by being wasp. I've been stung by a scorpion before. Oh. I, I, I grew up in uh, Arizona, as I said, and there were some pretty nasty scorpions there. Okay, it must have been uh, not nice to get stung by Oh, it, it was horrible. I was like a little kid when that happened. The scorpion somehow crawled up my bed and then crawled up my pant leg before stinging me. <laughs> I felt like I woke it up by this sharp pain. And so I got up and went into the bathroom only to have a scorpion fall out of my pants onto the floor. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Like, um, oh, like, do you have a fear of scorpions now that that happened? No, and even though I haven't been stung by them, I'm petrified of bees and wasps. Yeah. I, I am terrified of flying bugs. I was stung by a wasp on my lip 
once. Your lip? Yeah, my lip. Oh, no. I, I was at an air show, um, and I was eating ice cream. And um, little I know, I feel something on my lip, but like buzzed me. And then I dropped the ice cream, couldn't eat anymore. But I was a bit annoyed about that. I just got it as well. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm taken to this van, and they put this strawberry thing on my lip, like a, like a strawberry jam, like a like strawberry jam to like make it a bit. So number. they were like prepared if any of the um, people who were watching the show got stung by a wasp. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I, I I wasn't at the time watching a show because you go around to the, the, the different bits in the in the air show, and like I think it was about to begin and then get stung by by a wasp. And I've stung about twice now, and they say the second time they stay that like like with the the venom stays in you. So me getting stung twice will stay in me. So I don't I don't really want to get stung another time. But um, they do say third time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, it's not ideal getting stung at all. But uh, but I fa- I know people are quite stung with spiders as well. Like 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 scared of them. Arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. That's pretty common. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm scared of them, but uh, <laughs> but in the past, like they're, 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 I've seen them, and like I suppose big ones can be a bit uncomfortable. Other than bees and wasps, I would say having to have any of those surgeries or ostomy or not having access to my Crohn's meds, that does really scare me. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that you don't really want to be on like, like medication for like forever because it puts you probably more at risk of other things as well. And with COVID, that doesn't help on that. I mean, when... When the vaccinations for COVID came out, as someone with Crohn's, I was first in line. You know, I got uh, two shots of Moderna. And then it got kind of different when the boosters came out. When the boosters first came out, I immediately asked my GI doctor, should I get this booster? Will I be in the priority line again for the booster? And they told me that, you know, in the priority line for the booster, I would be at the back. Because my degree of immunocompromisation is like I'm on the lower to maybe low medium end of the immunocompromised spectrum. And they wanted to prioritize the people with no immune system, like active chemo patients and um, organ donation recipients. You know, the they were the main priority because they have significantly weaker immune systems. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, 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 it's like that. No, it's very interesting from all the people that I do have Crohn's, and um, are some people are more like are, are more like like susceptible to catch different things. Like, it depends what type of medication you're on as well, because like um, if you're on multiple ones, like like, like for me, I kind of want to get off. Like eventually, like all medic. It'd be nice to be like medication free one day and. And like it'd be a nice feeling, like I had to go on anything. I know I do hear most people with a stomach bag don't really take any medications once they've had that stomach bag, which um, which like 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 you, I'm I'm quite fearful of having one as well. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I think it's another thing on top of having a chronic illness. Like it's it's another thing to get used to, and they're not it's not just people who have 
IBD have them as well. Lots of other like medical conditions as well. But it's it is uh it is probably something that's always going to be in the back of your mind because you can you, you just don't know what's going to happen. That's very true, my friends. It's, I mean, this illness is unpredictable. That's the big thing about it. You don't know where it will happen, when it will happen, what will happen if it flares up. You just don't know those things. The uncertainty can be scary. It can, and and like we don't want surgery. We don't want uh, probably have a stoma. Probably the last things on our list. But if, for example, we came into a situation where last resort like we either we either die of of or because nothing's working and it really like hurting us or we have an option to have something that possibly could save us like which i've heard other people tell me that with their stories um, i mean to me is, dying yeah. and dying slowly and painfully from crohn's to me that's a scarier prospect than death itself yeah Yeah, you don't want like the pain that it brings. It's it's not friendly. Not at all. Yeah, and we can all, we always think like what like why do like people have Crohn's disease? I like, like how did it come about? And then and then I suppose I don't know. We'll ever know. I hope we do. <laughs> It'd be nice to know what we have. That's like as I said. Oftentimes, I find myself asking the question. You know, why do I have you know, a low version of immunocompromisation when there are other people who have it way worse. Why am I able to lead a normal life when some people aren't? Why was I chosen to have a less severe form when others have it, you know, worse than me? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we're one of the, like, we can be, like, think yourself quite lucky if you don't have to have, like, maybe surgery and stuff um which it can be quite yeah surgery probably scary as well because um like you like there's, there's always a possibility someone else could happen when having surgery and there was a risk with crimes oh yeah and obviously surgery can be very risky and it's meant to be a last you know resort yeah yeah like, I, I, I always say when I see my consultant at the hospital and like, I'm not going to have surgery because I, I always worry about it. Like if, say someone will go wrong with a medication and maybe you have to change. And um, I say, like, I kind of just want something to continue for a long time. I, I don't, I don't want to change things because that, 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 that makes you more worried. And then, and then you ask the question, I'm not going to have surgery. And I said, they say, no, that, that, good thing is that there's lots of surgeries out. Not, not, I mean, lots of medication out there that you can try and, and have and, and like have a go at and like oh exactly which is which is a good thing and the highlight of having chrome for me is that like, talk to different people who have it as well and it's nice to hear that they had their experiences as i said i've usually kept my illness mostly to myself right. and my family but a family friend of mine actually had Crohn's, but his body somehow naturally just got over it. Oh. And shortly after I got diagnosed, you know, he called me up and gave me a bit of a pep talk about, you know, the illness and told me not to like, you know, freak out or be too scared. 
Yeah, I, I think I heard something like that before, like that they got over it, like from someone else. And at first, I thought, um, I don't know how that they could like, like how you could get over something like that because of not being uh, like, um, like curable. So it, well, it's quite a, a scenario, like as well. I mean, this family friend of mine is extremely, you know, like you know, he exercises very frequently. He's very physically healthy for you know the medical conditions that he has i think that might have played a role in that yeah yeah it's, it's quite it's quite a lot of questions like there because i i, I went to i heard a similar scenario when i went to this um like like a month or two back i i i went to visit somewhere and then someone said that i had crimes to me and I said I was thinking like what do you mean you had crimes and yeah I, I like um I, I got it cured and then they're saying uh, there's no cure for crimes <laughs> and I if there's a cure I'd be very happy <laughs> but um they said that, that that it got taken out but like some surgery when they saw it they acted quite quickly and I thought okay um I hope it's quite it's quite a bizarre story like when you hear these things and then like but unfortunately um the crones is lifelong and we can't do much about it other than keep trying to keep healthy as we can keep trying to manage symptoms yeah but but yeah well Peyton it's been really nice chatting to you because like like about autism about gaming about sports about all, all of that it's been it's been really nice talking to you you as well, Mason. Um, I'm very glad I met you, my friend. Yeah. You have a good rest of your day. I have a nice rest of your day, Pam. Thank you. See you later, Mason. Yeah.